what happens once you get the thing that you've always been chasing? <laughs> the grass isn't greener. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I the know shit, exactly. The shit, the, shit, the shit is the same color on both sides. So you have to have a certain place of freedom that you're constantly living in no matter what the circumstances mm-hmm. are. Freedom is yours always, infinitely. Um, mm-hmm. To be your most authentic self, to love yourself, to be kind. I mean, Figuring out what business to start is sometimes a challenge. Now, one remedy to that is reflecting on what problem you need to solve in your own life. You know, they do say that necessity breeds invention. And guess what? My guest on the show today, Beatrice Dixon, she knows all about that. See, when she was younger, Beatrice suffered with bacterial vaginosis for eight months. One night, an ancestor gave her the ingredients to heal herself in a dream. And from that insightful dream, she created the formula for a healthy, clean, feminine wash. Now, in 2014, she launched the Honeypot Company. It's a plant-based feminine hygiene line created with a goal to provide women with a healthy alternative to feminine care that's free of chemicals, free of parabens, carcinogens, and sulfates. Now, let me tell you, the rest is history. Today, the Honeypot Company's products can be found online and in stores nationwide. I'm talking about Target and Walmart, Urban Outfitters, Walgreens, Bed Bath & Beyond, Whole Foods, you name it. B is an empowering African-American female entrepreneur. She was one of the first 40 women of color to raise $1 million in venture capital. And she's been featured just about everywhere, from the Today Show to the New York Times, T-Pain School of Business, Forbes, Entrepreneur, Essence, Elle, you name it. I'm going to tell you right now, you do not want to miss my conversation with B. Dixon. We're going to get into it after the theme song. So the big question is this, how do we ambitious professionals avoid the slow moving career, take control of our time and get paid for two things? doing what excites us, and making an impact bigger than anyone ever thought was possible? That is the question, and this podcast has the answers. My name is Candace Spears, and welcome to Ambition, Honey, and Hustle. So I am super excited to welcome to the show. I mean, you all just do not know how excited I am to welcome to the show. Uh, a lady that you may have seen around, and if you haven't seen around or come in contact with her products, you will want to after this interview. Beatrice Dixon, <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Hi, how are you? Good. Um, so I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you can join on here. And you know, I just have to tell you. So I was watching the Target commercial, which is now like infamous. I'm sure. <laughs> I was watching the Target commercial. Um, and I saw you come on there, and I just remember this moment of like pride, like yeah, yes, setting the way <laughs> for thank other you. black girls, brown girls. So thank you for that. And and it wasn't until um, I just happened to see you on the Breakfast Club, and I listened to that interview and the whole interview, and the attitude that you brought of like I'm going to do me, 
and and I'm going to use that to help serve other people was the thing that made me say, I need to get her on this show. Like, (laughs) thank you. I cannot believe this. So, So thanks for joining. Now, Tell us just a little bit about um, why you're doing what you're doing and bringing these these hygiene products to the world for women. Well, there's such a huge white space. You know, there was there was such a huge white space in that um, there hadn't really been a brand that spoke to kind of all the things that a woman needs just to maintain her vaginal wellness and well-being right um there hadn't been all of that all of that under one product brand that was cost effective that was clean that was effective you know that um really served a community who really wants to just you know i think i think for so long we've um you know we've we've supported brands kind of like singularly, right? Like you may have used the wash that your mom used when she told you what to do, or you may have used the pads that she said, or the tampon, you know, whatever. But I feel like today's human really like, they're not just taking what their mommy told them. They're actually going outside of that and and understanding um, kind of, what they want and what they desire and you know what's going to do be best for my body and I feel like things are a lot more vocal today than than what they've ever been and so you know that's really kind of the driving force behind what makes me motivated is that you know I, I, I really want to serve the humans or vaginas that use our products really clean beautiful effective cost efficient products that that work you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and that don't like break their bank you know what i'm like our, our things aren't right. cheap but they're not like expensive either you know what i mean right not like oh my gosh let me save up <laughs> yeah like you know and that, that's not to say that that doesn't happen for some people but i'm just saying for like a lot of most people our pricing is pretty you know it's pretty um um it's it's comparative, you know, it's not that far off. Now, tell me about, so when we think about your entrepreneurship journey, first off, how, how long have you been in, in this space and building up Honey Pie? Uh, since late 2011. Okay. So I was just like early, early 2012 is when we launched the company. Okay. So I think it's important, um, to just sort of set for folks kind of what that time scale is. Cause I see all too often, and I will say that I've even been victim to it. Um, we want the success overnight. Like yeah. working at it for a week and it isn't working and like life is falling apart. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Do you, do you, what are, what are your thoughts around just sort of the patience that it takes to build a successful business? It comes with time because, you know, you, it, ha- it takes you a while to understand what that should even mean, where you even are, um, you know, what you even want, what you don't know and what you know that you don't know. Um, unfortunately, 
patience is one of the things that you don't know that you don't know in the beginning because you're so driven, you know, you're so like, you're so excited. Like, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you think that when you launch your website, people are just going to come, but like the real shit is is like, (laughs) nobody's going to come, you know? (laughs) And it's like, uh, and it's like, Oh shit. Like nobody's here. You know? Um, and you know, I remember the days that like making a hundred dollars a day was a goal, you know, mm-hmm. making $200 a day was a goal. Then that turned into a thousand dollars and that turned into, um, you know, it, it just kept growing. And now I, I can't even spend my time think like, I think about that, but there's so many other things that, that like so, there's somebody else on our team now that thinks about that, you know? Um, so it, it, it takes a long time. I mean, and, and your patience level just grows because you just use one thing that you start to learn is that there's so much out of your control, you know? Yeah. yeah absolutely. There's so much out of your control. So you just have to, you, you, you really just got to roll with it. You can't, you know like stay the course yeah you you got you got to stay the course um because you know everything that 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 you all the shit that can happen will happen Mm. right Mm -hmm. all the plans that you will make will not happen and they will not happen the way that you planned them Mm -hmm. you end up getting unconsciously you end up becoming patient because you just have to be hmm. there's no, like if and if you don't you might have went crazy you know what I mean yeah so yeah yep. you have yeah. no other choice so take me no back take take me back um B to when you were you were early on in the business you know, you were an entrepreneur just starting out, maybe still working somewhere else, doing something to bring in money. Like, mm-hmm. take me back to those days when you were like, okay, I got to work, but I want to build this business. Like, what was life like? It was crazy. It was like, oh. first of all, that's only been for like two years, maybe two and a half years. So out of all the years, I've only not been working another job for two and a half years. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, I mean, it, I, there was nothing else I could do, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, I'm, I'm the, I'm a, I'm a, you know, at, at that moment, um, I was in a relationship where I was like the breadwinner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had to, I had to, you know, I just had to do what I had to do. Plus my, my ex-husband lived in another country. So, um, it wasn't like he could even be here. So I had to like take care of myself, you know, and then my mom came and she helped, but then, you know, we have this, I help her, she helps, you know, we're helping each other type of thing. Um, you know, but it, it was just what I had to do. There was no other choice. So. It, it was the, I just did it <laughs> you know I mean I remember one time when we were when we had gotten into Target we were literally raising money to pay for inventory and um 
there were like so many times that it almost like just by a hair didn't happen because wow. we just we we didn't have the money so we had to just like it would always work out but it would always work out at like the ninth hour mm. the, like the nine and a fucking half hour it wasn't even like the ninth mm-hmm. hour it was like right you know like the a minute ago hour. It's like, <laughs> yeah like it's nine fifty. you know um mm-hmm. And so, you know, so it, I just did, I did and I still will and always will just do what I have to do. You know, right. I did what I had to do, um, you know. Mm-hmm. And so for me, there's been no other option. Yeah. You know you what know, I'm saying? I know what you're saying. And, and hearing your, so hearing you talk about that, like, you know, even, hey, that was only two, two and a half years ago or whatever, um, I think it's so easy some days and, you know, I'll tell you be coming from, I just did my, my 300th episode of the podcast, season one, like 300 episodes. And it was this daily podcast. So it was 300 days. And the reality was, yep, I was still working in corporate America. Yep. Doing this podcast. Yep. Trying to build a business, all this other stuff. And people would look at me like I was crazy. Like, first off, you're doing this daily. First off, you got all these kids at home, but the reality of when you know you want to get somewhere and like you're passionate and intent, you will hustle <laughs> to make it happen. Yeah, that, but that's my point. There's no other choice. Like, exactly. For me, that, like, there is no other way. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, like, in my mind, this thing has to work. So if it has to work, I got to give it all. I have to give it everything. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. So it's, it's, um, there, there's no, there's no other option mm-hmm. other than to, to just do it. And look, people that go to work every day and, you know, just want to come home and be done by six o'clock, they can't understand. Right. Right. But that's what makes that's what makes your your job that you go into that's that's able to pay you, right? That has mm-hmm. returns, that has, you know, that big fucking Fortune five hundred corporation that you work for or whatever the whatever the size is, right? Mm-hmm. That's what makes an us and a them. Not that there is a us and a them, but if they're mean. not you know what I mean? Like if they're not there to do all the, to, to like hold you down so that you can have a place to, you know, if mm-hmm. they're not there with their CPAs and CFOs and CEO, CEOs and VPs and all that and making these huge decisions, you, whoever it is that would say to you, I don't understand. You're crazy how you do that. Well, look, you work for somebody that does that. That does that. <laughs> Do you think that, do you think that they're crazy? Mm -hmm. And, and, and when you put it, if you put it to them that like that, they're like, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't think about that. Yeah. You know, it's that perspective. Everybody has their fit in this whole game of life. We play different roles. (laughs) They do. They do. I look, um, there's a, like, you've got children, a husband, a podcast, a business, and a job. Like, I don't... God, I don't know where I let that go now. <laughs> I'm just saying mm-hmm. that, like, whenever you did, 
right? Which you're fortunate to do because does your husband still work? My husband, my husband is an entrepreneur himself. So I, okay. so I actually, so I, I had prepared over that year, even financially, because in my mind there was no other option. But that's, that's yeah, exactly. So you did mm-hmm. what you had to do. You prepared right. yourself. You stacked your bread. You guys got lean in your household. And yeah, so we're we're saying the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, when there's no other way, there's no other way. Yeah, and that's I, it. I hear you. You know. Yeah. So tell me, tell me, B, about that moment when you shifted, right? That two, two and a half years ago, when it's like, okay, it's time for me to go all in in my business. First off, what did that feel like? And then tell me about the rest. It felt like a relief. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, it, it didn't feel scary because I didn't, I wouldn't leave my job unless, um, I wouldn't leave my job unless Honeypot could pay me what I was making on my job or better. Mm-hmm. Um, so Honeypot was finally in a position to be able to do that. So I was just ready and I just transitioned, you know, um, mm-hmm. And and really, really, that was it. I mean, was it scary? No, because I because I had been working, just waiting for that moment. But it was just really stressful. Like I felt like I was living a double life. Like yeah. I had a job. Where, <laughs> really, I had a job where I traveled like three to four weeks out of the month. Oh shoot! <laughs> a lot of the a lot of a lot of yeah a lot of the travel was by car. Um. Yeah. Uh, you know, so every now and again, it was by plane. Um, I would have to do like three to four meetings a day because I worked in sales. Like it was, it was crazy. And we were raising money for Honeypot and we were, we were getting, we were getting into Target or we had already gotten into Target, but we didn't understand what supply chain was. Like we didn't know what we were doing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, there was just like so much that was going on. So I was so overwhelmed. And then I was coming off of raising money, um, mm-hmm. which, which is also overwhelming because you need it. So you're like desperate for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was just like so many levels of so many things that I was dealing with. So I just felt a ton of relief, you know? Yeah, I can, I can only imagine just kind of what your schedule looked like at that time just hearing what you're saying it it, it, i'm sure relief freedom everything (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah freedom is a freedom is a thing though you know i mean i i live in freedom no matter what because i feel like that's a state of mind but also um yeah (laughs) yeah no you know one of the things um that I talk a lot about is freedom. And mm-hmm. I've talked about, it's interesting that you talk about it as a state of mind though, because I, I want to hear what's on your head. Um, but I have associated freedom, um, especially over the past year or so with being able to choose how I spend my time and, and what I do. And um, because I had been on this journey, right, to really work for myself and not work for anybody else. And, you know, be able to go, well, these days the kids are at home with everybody, but being able to go to a school, right, to a lunch with my kids and I have to say, no, because I got to go do some meeting at the nine to five or, mm-hmm. you know, be able to, 
you know, bring some new idea to life very freely and not be burdened. So I've thought a lot about it in terms of time. Um, but I, I would love to hear your perspective, though, from the state of mind. Um, I, I just feel like, yes, like, there's nothing like owning all of your time. I look forward to the day that I own every ounce of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, even if, even if I was doing something that I didn't necessarily want to do, which I'm not, I'm doing what I want. I live pretty well. Not, not, not necessarily that that's, and when I say I live well, the first people thing that people think about is money. For me, that's not living well. For me, living well is being happy, being healthy, being vibrant, and being able to be here right now. That's that for me. That's what living well is. Um, but I also understand that if the goal is owning all of my time then I'm still in freedom making a conscious decision to do the thing that's going to get me to the place that helps me to own all my time, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm still free, even though I have to, you know, work all day, do podcasts, raise money, deal with manufacturing things, deal, you know, help organize the team, all that shit. Um, because if done properly, that's going to be the thing that gets me there. But I have to be, I have to have freedom in my mind and I have to have health and happiness and all those things in my mind first, because what happens once you get the thing that you've always been chasing? Hmm. <laughs> the grass isn't greener. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. The shit is the same color on both sides. So you have to have a certain place of freedom that you're constantly living in, no matter what the circumstances mm-hmm. are. Freedom is yours always, infinitely. Um, Mm-hmm. to be your most authentic self, to love yourself, to be kind. I mean, um, there's men in prison that will say, like, in my mind, I'm free. I'm free. But, like, yeah, you're right. they're, in a, they're in a fucking box, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, if that human can say that, then me out here living my life, doing what I want, even if, even if I have a job that I hate, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um you have to figure out how to get free under any circumstance. No, I do. I, I do love that. It's a matter of taking a reflection and stance wherever you are to say, okay, what, wherever what does freedom look like for me? Given yeah. what's, what's happening. I, I do love that. Because, because it has to be infinite. It can't, it can't be based on one thing, you know, you're, you're, because what all that's going to happen is you're going to get that one thing and then you're making up what a new thing is that freedom that's looks true. like. <laughs> and freedom isn't based on money. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Money yeah. is just the mechanism that our society put in place for us to buy shit. But mm-hmm. that is not for a lot of 
for a lot of humans, that's an object of freedom. Yes, mm -hmm. it can buy you things. Yes, it can make it so that you can live easier. Mm -hmm. But money isn't freedom, though. No. That's some, that, and this is just my opinion. Freedom no, I agree. Freedom. Yeah, yeah. That one, a thousand percent. Because you've got yeah. people with tons and tons of money who feel imprisoned today or killing themselves who, or, you who, know, who, are, all, who, who, who live in the prison of their mind, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So tell me, tell me, B, if there was one word that just describes you, what word would it be? Mm. Gratitude. Mm. Okay. So tell me more. Is that, is that something that you practice all the time? Yeah, absolutely. It's like a religion to me. You know, mm -hmm. um, I'm just grateful, man. I'm grateful for talking to you right now. I'm grateful mm -hmm. that I got to get off of this and handle some shit that I really don't in my, in my first mind's eye, don't really want to have to handle, but I got to, you know, mm -hmm. um, but I get to, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, I'm grateful that I've got people that are around me that love me. I'm grateful that my mommy is still here. Even if she wasn't, that she'd still be, here. you know, I'm just grateful mm -hmm. for like everything. Yeah. For this air that I'm breathing, for the fact that my landlord is outside cleaning my fucking mm -hmm. uh, driveway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, he doesn't have to be doing that, but he is, you know? I, I, yeah, I mean, I, that's a constant place that I live in. And you know, the, um, when you said the thing you had to go deal with, you know, that you get to go deal with it. I was just um, in a conversation, like this conversation with leaders, and we were talking about adaptability, and somebody brought up the point of changing your language. And, you know, there's a lot of things that we have to do, but changing them to be, oh, I get to do these things. Like, mm -hmm. to realize, like, oh my gosh, like, I'm in a state of being able to do this thing. I could not be able to have, you know, have to handle this problem that, yeah, maybe I don't want to, but right. thankful that it exists for me. So I, yeah. I, it just, <laughs> exactly. that just popped into my mind. So yeah. tell me, are there, are there two, not two things, three things. What would be your top three either must do's or pieces of advice that you would give to um, an entrepreneur that's, you know, trying to build their business and get it off the ground? Um, first off, if you have something in your mind, start. Just first thing that you do to make a business valid is go to your um, secretary of state office and file letters, um, basically like a, um, articles of incorporation make it legit right even if even if that doesn't mean anything more than that um whatever it is that you do make sure you do it really really well and make sure that you do it so well and you like it so much that you'd be willing to give it away for free mm. in the very beginning don't be afraid to give it away for free mm. Um, because um, that can breed loyalty in people. 
Um, I, you know, I don't necessarily believe in, in over discounting anything, but I believe that when you're first starting a business, you have to practice whatever the thing is that you're starting. Um, especially if this is your first time ever being in business. Um, and don't quit your job. Don't, don't do that. Don't honestly, I don't recommend quitting your job unless, especially if you're a single person, um, until your business can pay you and pay another person. Cause it's really hard to run a business all on your own. You got to really have an employee. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, and you know, and that's, so that's an interesting point because not a lot of people talk about, um, you'll hear a lot about, hey, don't quit until it pays you. And there's a lot of different ways people go about it, but don't quit until it pays you. But this is the first time I've heard somebody say, don't quit until it not only pays you, but you can pay another person. Yeah, because if, excuse me, I had to blow my nose really quickly. I was sitting outside, so I'm sorry. Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Sorry. Because <laughs> help is, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's essential, you know? You, you, you need another human to help you. And, um, you know, if you can, you want that human to have an expertise or knowledge in what it is that you do. And another thing to keep in mind, if you have people that come with you for the ride, and they're willing to do anything for you all the way down to work for free, especially in the beginning. And, and that's a consistent, const, that's like a constant for two, for a year, for two years, for three years. And they're just here with it. And they're, they're not questioning you. You need to make that person like a co-founder. Mm. So that's, so that's interesting. Mm -hmm. like that's, that's very interesting. So if there is, what I'm hearing you say is, there's somebody who's like, hey, I'm down, I understand, you know, the business is new, there's a little bit of cash, but maybe all that's going back into, into the business. You suggest, hey, they've been down for the ride, make them a co I mean, if they're really down for the ride, mm -hmm. if they're like, if they're like up with you at night and shipping boxes and making products and, you know, really going in, mm -hmm. right? Like, what would you want if you were that person? Yeah. I'm, all I'm trying to say is don't, <laughs> don't, don't be, don't be greedy, man. Cause, mm -hmm. cause like really real shit, your equity doesn't fucking mean a thing until you're going to sell the company or if you're going to make your company go public. Equity doesn't mean shit until you're going to do mm -hmm. that. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, yeah, it's, it's voting rights. Sure. It's making decisions. Got that. But unless you're building some business that you don't want to be a small business one day, and anything under 90 million is a small business, by the way, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unless, unless you're trying to make this thing grow out of control and scale it ridiculously, mm -hmm. your equity don't mean shit but decisions. Honestly. Mm -hmm. Honestly. Yeah. That's that that that's a fair point. That is, it it generally is is one that I haven't thought about. Is I think there are so many, not all, right? But there are so many who are kind of like, nah, this is mine. Like, <laughs> yeah, I found it and, and, I, and that's not to say that it's not yours. 
But if somebody is working day and night and they're giving, they're giving their time and their life and their energy for a thing that you, that you, for your dream, the least that you could do is say to them, I see your hustle and I see what you're doing. Do you, and they're doing it and they're doing it well. And they're not asking you no questions. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, there's so many of us just want to be like, oh, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. But it's like, yeah, sure. But it's nothing wrong with giving somebody a little piece of something so that they feel like it's theirs too. Yeah, somebody yeah. feels like something is theirs. They're gonna do everything. That's true. You know the way the way my brother runs our business as a CFO, every penny is like it's his fucking money. Mm. Hmm. They're bringing their whole self to it. He brings his whole, every, I mean, everybody here brings their whole everything. But he, when it comes to the bread in this company, it's like, bro, everything needs to be accounted for. What was that? Where did that go to? And that's just him doing his job. Don't make me wrong. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you got somebody on the squad like that? Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't be on some like, you understand what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You do, you do the right thing. Do the right mm-hmm. thing. Do mm-hmm. the right thing. Yeah. So let me ask this. Let me ask you this question because since you mentioned your brother, um, quick time check. Since you mentioned your brother, what are your thoughts on uh, family business and business with family? I think as long as it works, it doesn't matter who your business is with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. You want you, you know, want I, people to be you want people to be engaged and you need people to feel like this is theirs. Mm-hmm. Not even feel like it, it it should be. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um yeah. and when you've got family that's serious and focused and intelligent and the skill sets and all that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. for me, if I'm gonna give somebody the job, I'm gonna give it to them, and then if they fuck up, then I'll go elsewhere, you know. But mm-hmm. um, and don't make me wrong, we can't hire like that now. But in the beginning, that's you know, you just what do you? I mean, it's right. not like you have big pickings. It's not like you can pay a industry rate salary. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Right, right. You gotta do what you can do. Mm-hmm. So what is the last thing? So as, as we close out here, looking forward for you, mm-hmm. what is the one thing that you are most excited about in your future? Um, in my personal future or in Honeypot's future? It can be, it can be either one or both. You know, with Honeypot, we we've seen a lot of growth happen in the last couple of months. So I, you know, I'm excited to be on that journey. I'm excited. This has always been a goal of mine to be like this household name um, with honey pot. That's as synonymous as always in Tampax. And you know, that can, that can literally sit on the shelves next to these brands and like sit there with pride, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it feels like that's that's the place that we live. And so I'm excited to give that the respect that it deserves. Um mm-hmm. and and to and to you know build the team 
that um, that that can support that um, and to uh, you know because it we're still a very small company but um, you know but but things are moving you know so I'm excited for that I'm excited to build a really lean efficient business model um, you know that maybe one day will be profitable right and go through and you know go, go through to the next levels of strategic um, having having a strategic um, acquisition but personally mm-hmm. you know um, I'm, ju- I'm just excited I've brought I've created new habits for myself with working out like every day almost and I actually enjoy it and I actually like want to do it nice. um, and cooking every meal and things like that and eating really well um, Wait, that's not tiring you out, like cooking every meal. That's not. I actually okay. like it. Not suffering. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah, no, I, I, re- I quite enjoy it. You know, um, so that that's been good, and that it's kind of shown me how I want to live and how I want to eat. You know, I want to eat like my own food. I don't want to like, I want to like go out to the backyard and like pick my vegetables, and you know, and like, um, yeah. <laughs> so I. I look forward to building that goal um, personally, just so that I can maintain my health and wellness for as long mm-hmm. as I can you know, till it's over. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I got to tell you, first off, I am going to do my part to support you. In fact, on my next run, I'm going to make sure all the stuff that I get from now on, because I really do believe in supporting um, is going to be the honeypot products, all my feminine hygiene products. Thank um, you. And the next run. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I am so happy to have had this conversation with you, B. Um, I have learned a lot, even just in our time together. Um, and you, the inspiration that I got from you with that interview, the, the, um, Breakfast Club, with the Breakfast Club interview, that inspiration is only deepened um, in having my conversation with you here today. So I want to thank, thank you so you. much for taking the time to join. No, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. And now people can go and get Honey Pot products, of course, at Target. Um, are there yes. other places they can go? Yes, we're sold in Target, Walmart, um, Walgreens. We're going into Kroger nationwide Kroger is called different things in different places um we're in Wegmans um you can pretty much go to the honeypot.co go to our store locator put in your zip code and it will tell you the places that we are in um within that within that zip code within that area um you can also obviously find us at the honeypot co you can find me at imbdixon b-e-a-d-i-x-o-n um yeah. Awesome. Well, listeners and watchers, um, I hope you take everything that you have heard from B. You take it and you take some action because there's there's a ton of gold in what she said today. So take some action. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you all have a great day, a great evening, whenever you're listening or watching. And I'll talk to you again very, very soon. Thank you.
Are you a working mom or do you know a working mom who is ready to take full control of her time, her talent, and her identity and build a business that harnesses her current brilliance, her current situation, and brings that business to life to impact the world in amazing ways? Are you that person? Do you know someone like that? Because if you do, then the Owner's Club is something you should consider being a part of. The Owner's Club is something I started because I looked around and myself as a working mom, having traveled that journey of saying, oh, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, I have things to offer the world. I went that journey in the midst of still growing businesses that are beginning to impact the world. I want to give back and see other working moms in the same position of being able to take full control and bask in the freedom that they're after. So if that's you, or you know somebody like that, you can join into the Owners Club for just $1 for a seven-day trial. I say, give it a try, see if you like it. And if you do, and if it's for you, because on the inside, you'll hear my voice where we do live sessions, whether it's coaching, it's goal planning, it's expert workshops, but it's not just me because I don't know everything. You'll hear from my expert guests too, some of which appear on this very podcast, and you'll have the chance to ask them questions in more depth. So If that sounds like something that you want to get into, a ride that you want to roll on, and you're ready to build that business, go to ownersnow.com. Again, that's ownersnow.com and get signed up. It's only $1 for a seven-day trial. I will see you on the inside.